You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to part one of the series, How to Make More Money Teaching Yoga. This first episode in the series will focus on newer teachers, or what I sometimes call fledgling teachers. Back in episode 125, I laid out a framework for three phases of teaching, which were fledgling, experimentation, and systemization. You can definitely listen to this series without having heard that episode, but if you're unsure about which phase you're in now, or you're just curious to learn more about the three phases, you can follow the link in the show notes or do a Google search for yoga teacher resource, three phases of teaching mastery, and it'll pop right up. As I mentioned in the three phases of teaching mastery episode, the phases are a bit squishy because so much of your abilities as a yoga teacher are influenced by how long and how intensively you were practicing before you became a teacher. They were also dependent on your other interests, hobbies, and even careers before you started teaching. For simplicity, I define a fledgling teacher as someone who's been teaching for less than two years or someone who still doubts their ability as a teacher, whichever is longer. It's completely normal, of course, to sometimes doubt your ability, but in order to leave what I think of as this fledgling phase, you should end at least 80% of your classes feeling really good about your teaching. If you happen to feel pretty confident about your teaching right off the bat, I'd still consider yourself a fledgling or beginner teacher for about two years. Isn't it a bit ironic that confidence is so important for the success of a yoga teacher? As a discipline, the ultimate purpose of yoga is to connect us to the part of ourselves that is already whole and doesn't need anything. The identity that's not dependent on achievement in this world, this material world, that's what yoga is most interested in helping us connect to. And yet in order to hold that space for others, the first step is feeling competent, guiding students through asana through connecting with their bodies, and ultimately to deepening their relationship with that place of wholeness. For the fledgling teacher, confidence is a big deal. The fledgling teacher worries about knowing enough, about presenting themselves in the right way, and they typically worry more than is helpful about how their students perceive them. This sense of worry and self-doubt is both a hindrance into stepping fully into your potential as a teacher, and also an absolutely essential phase to go through. The reason I think it's essential is because if you never doubt yourself, especially as a new teacher, that would really be a sign of overconfidence. To doubt in the beginning shows humility and that you're in touch with consensus reality. So if you're a fledgling teacher and you experience massive doubt, imposter syndrome, and fear, don't interpret that as meaning that you're in the wrong place, that you're not capable. As much as possible, meet those uncomfortable feelings with compassion. Welcome them as a transformative fire that can form you into the teacher you will become. So how can fledgling teachers earn more money teaching yoga? The first bit of advice I have for fledgling teachers around money is don't put yourself in the position of trying to earn all or even most of your living teaching when you're just beginning. The combination of fear and doubt that's totally normal 
combined with the stress and pressure of survival is an unhealthy combination. So while I will go over some suggestions for new teachers to earn more money teaching, I want to suggest first and foremost that as a fledgling teacher that you take the pressure to make money from teaching off the table in whatever way you can. Maybe that means you stay at a full-time job and teach a bit less as you build your confidence. Maybe it means you find a job working for a more experienced yoga teacher or a studio so you can immerse yourself in the culture and the studies of yoga and also make connections with people that could eventually flourish into partnerships and collaborations down the road. Or maybe it means you have an honest heart-to-heart with your partner, if you have one, And make sure you're on the same page about how long it takes to establish a career as a yoga teacher. If you're a yoga teacher who doesn't have a partner who's sharing bill expenses and doesn't have a decent paying job and is maybe lacking an idea about how to get a job in the yoga industry, this advice might be feeling pretty unfair right now. And yes, it is unfair. I'm committed to bringing you my honest and unfiltered perspective from almost 20 years as a yoga teacher, and I'm not going to sugarcoat things for you. There's a great deal of privilege involved in being a yoga teacher. I absolutely wish that we lived in a culture where each human was valued equally. I wish each person was supported to find their highest potential for moving through the world in their most fulfilling and most dharmic role in life. But Because we don't live in that culture, I'm going to give you advice and strategies that work for the culture we live in. If you're relatively young and you don't have children, there is also the possibility to take the radical step to go and work in an ashram or a retreat center. If you're a young parent like I was, though, your choices are more limited. I had my first daughter at age 24, and I became a yoga teacher at age 27. I did not have any extra money when I chose to do this. I paid the payment plan for the teacher training. And ultimately, I did web design. I developed a skill set of web design, which allowed me to work part-time doing that and part-time teaching yoga. I did this for the first six years as a yoga teacher. And those last two years, I didn't have a partner sharing expenses. I was supporting my daughter and myself on my income from freelance web design, my income as a yoga teacher, and about one to $200 a month in child support. So I was not getting a significant amount of money from my daughter's father. I acknowledge there was still plenty of privilege in my situation. I had a supportive family. They didn't give me money, but they did emotionally support me. I had a reasonable housing cost and I was able to teach mostly at the YMCA in the beginning, where they provided childcare. I share this part of my story so that you understand where I'm coming from. So you understand the levels of privilege that I did and did not hold when I was a fledgling teacher. I waited six years before transitioning to teaching full-time, and I still think that was the right amount of time for me. For some with a different background or more privilege, you might be able to do it sooner. And for others with different backgrounds and or less privilege, switching to full-time might take you longer. If teaching yoga full-time is even your goal. If you just want to learn how to make more money teaching, but you want to keep it part-time forever, that's totally fine too. 
So as I said, my first bit of advice is do not add economic pressure to your teaching in the beginning. Do whatever you can do to immerse yourself in your study of yoga and develop your teaching skills without relying it on, your, on it as your primary income. As a newer teacher, probably the best way to increase how much you earn is to substitute teach as much as you can. The bonus of substitute teaching is that in addition to earning more, you'll also get more practice teaching and get to teach a bigger variety of people and bodies. Some of those students will enjoy your teaching and seek out your regular classes. So substitute teaching for other teachers is a great way to increase your income and grow your classes and your following at the same time. Another way you can make more money as a fledgling teacher is to start teaching workshops. Some people think that you have to be more experienced or more advanced to teach workshops, but I don't agree. There are many different kinds of workshops and lots of them are totally appropriate for yoga teachers who recently started teaching. In fact, I believe that teaching workshops is a different skill set from teaching classes, and you might find that you really enjoy the workshop format. If you're curious about the different types of workshops and which ones might be best for a newer teacher, check out episode 86, Four Types of Successful Yoga Workshops. I will pop a link into the show notes. I also think it's a great idea for new teachers to start teaching private lessons as soon as possible. Depending on how you get paid for your group classes, a private lesson might allow you to earn more per hour or at least be more consistent with the pay. The great thing about teaching private lessons is that they're an incredible learning tool for a newer teacher. You'll learn so much about teaching by being able to focus on just one person at a time. Now you probably won't charge quite as much for a private lesson as a new teacher as you will later on once you have more experience. But depending on where you live and the people who hire you, you can definitely charge a very healthy hourly wage. If you want some clues about what you might charge for a private session, you can check out my minimum hourly rate calculator. I will include a link in the show notes. If you have an entrepreneurial spirit, another option as a newer teacher is to create a side business related to yoga. This could be crafting like making eye bags or bolsters, could be doing social media or virtual assistant work for more experienced teachers, or even designing websites for yoga teachers. Although I mentioned earlier that I don't think that a fledgling teacher, I don't think it's wise for them to try to make their full living teaching yoga at this stage, you can definitely begin investing in learning about creating a business at any point in time in your teaching that you feel sure that yoga is what you want to do as a full-time career. The one caveat to this is I encourage you to not develop attachment and expectations that are out of line with your level of experience. I've seen business trainings and coaches out there that promise brand new teachers that they can make six figures their first year teaching. Is this possible? Yeah, totally. It is possible. Is it ethical to convince new teachers that it's possible for them? I don't think so. The teachers who do manage to build six-figure yoga businesses, their first year teaching are unicorns. They're the exceptions that prove the rule, meaning that they have some kind of extraordinary circumstance or extraordinary talent that makes them an outlier. 
So as long as you aren't comparing yourself to more experienced teachers or setting up unrealistic expectations, I think it's a great idea to learn at least a little bit about business if you plan to be an independent full-time teacher. Okay, I hope this episode was useful to you as a fledgling teacher. I imagine that for some of you, it may have been a little disappointing. And if you want to prove me wrong and you want to be that unicorn, I'm behind you 100% of the way and I am rooting for your business. But I am not going to blow smoke up your you-know-what. Please do not, whatever you do, try to bypass the hard work it actually takes to build a long-term, sustainable career as a yoga teacher. That's a surefire route to burnout and disappointment. It takes time to build confidence in your teaching. And from there, you can add the pressure of economics to the equation more safely. During this phase, it's absolutely essential to nurture your relationship to your own practice. That's what will keep you going over the long run. And it's also what's going to help you find your own unique voice as a teacher, and what makes you different. The importance of your personal practice holds true over all phases of teaching, but it's especially important as a newer teacher because you have less years of practice and habit to fall back on. So many new teachers report losing their practice when they start teaching. Don't let this be you if you want to do this over the long term. Okay, I'll step down off my soapbox now, and I'll say if, you're, if you feel that you're nearing the end of your fledgling phase, or you just want to get a picture of what's beyond, then move on to the next episode in this series to learn how to make more money teaching yoga as an experienced teacher. <laughs>